Thank you very much, Tina, Brett, Tony, and Christopher. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here this morning. Good morning. I see some old friends here that haven't been here for a while. Welcome, welcome. And I see some long time, I nearly said old friends again, but people who have been here coming back to the center and bringing us back to life. Hello to our online viewers also. It's so lovely to be here with you. Welcome home. Let us begin today with a contemplation. Now, you can keep your eyes open if you want to, but if it is comfortable for you to do so and it feels safe and cozy, you can let your eyes close and imagine that these words are your own in your own head or words similar to them. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I begin each day anew with a clear mind, and an attitude of wholeness. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I live my life authentically, easily expressing my unique self. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am sincere and honest, and I find it easy to communicate openly. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I know how to listen deeply and to understand easily. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I have what it takes to be secure and confident in my choices. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am aware of the sacredness of my life and all life. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I have stamina and endurance, and I remain open to learning in new ways and seeing new paths, even right now. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I express compassion and understanding and loving kindness and empathy. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I enjoy growing and learning. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I commune with creation, honoring nature and all beings. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am confident and I am filled with strength and conviction. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I make myself at home in my heart. And so it is. There is a creative power running through everything, through you and through me. And spiritual living is about taking the time, like we just did, to mindfully reconnect with it, not that we can be disconnected, but in our awareness to reconnect, to remember it, so that we can move about this world with confidence and courage 
And this creative power, we say, is everywhere. Everywhere. So wherever I am, I'm at the center of it. I am at home in the heart of creation. And it is at home in my heart. Now, home is a topic. It's something that comes up in the holiday season. Where is home? And for many, um, family visits to home represent a time of recreation and renewal with the people gathering with friends and family and the promise of shared love and all sorts of great home-cooked favorites. And for others, the thought of returning home can evoke a variety of emotions, including sadness, maybe even shame or anxiety or anger. Holiday visits home may remind us of loved ones who have passed on or left the family fold through divorce, disagreements. And we might also, when we think of going home, be reminded of past or present disagreements that are not resolved. And so they represent some kind of discomfort. And for some people, it's a combination of all of these things. And for other people, it's none of these things. A long time ago, when we used to hand out roses to first-time visitors when they came here, I see some of you are nodding, you remember. While we were handing out the roses, we would sing to the visitors. We would sing the chorus of the song, Home is Where the Heart Is. Written by Sally Fingerit, and I used to enjoy uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary singing it. It's dating myself a little bit. So when the first-timers were being identified, we would sing to them, Home is where the heart is. And then the third line is, Inside your heart where love is, that's where you've got to make yourself at home. That's where you've got to make yourself at home. And I loved that we sang that to our guests because it was a reminder to me that home is more than a place. It's more than a building or a country. It's a reminder that wherever a person's heart is, that's where their home is. So, no matter where someone is born or where they grew up or where they spend their holidays or what their family configuration looks like, the experience of home is where love is. We aspire at the Center for Spiritual Living to be a place where love is experienced. And to us, love is a synonym for the divine for the living spirit. So we could say we aspire to be a place where the divine is experienced as love <laughs> through the way we treat each other, through the songs we sing, through the prayers we pray, <laughs> through the pie we eat today, through our service to the world. 
we aspire as a community to become familiar with this experience of being so consciously connected to what lives in our heart that no matter how far or wide we roam, the experience of spiritual home accompanies us. It goes with us. So this holiday season, whether I'm going to my family of origin or to my family of choice, <laughs> to my ancestral home, or to my home in nature, or to be alone in solitude, I go there aware of what is already in my heart, the living spirit, and I carry that with me into the holiday activity to make everywhere my home. At the Center for Spiritual Living, we aspire to be a place also where spiritually minded people can be socially connected too, so we can learn together and play together and grow together. Because it turns out that not only are social connections good for us physically and for our hearts and our minds and our spirits, but also it turns out that social connections to your spiritual community, turns out this is a strong factor in giving us the confidence that is needed to meet life. There's so much research out there that shows that for children and for adults, the strength and the quality of social connections, and I'll add spiritual community, and I'll add, and the knowledge of what lives in our heart, the living spirit, is what makes the difference in being able to meet life. Wherever you plan to spend your holidays, I'd like to offer you some practical suggestion for getting through them mindfully. And I call this one, making all the parts of you welcome at home in your heart. Because you likely know that in addition to the living spirit inside of you, there are all these parts these voices, these characters, and they're busy. Oh, perhaps you remember we used to have sidewalk used book sales. Disastrous, because I always take home more books than I donated. And I remember one year picking up a book because the title just grabbed me. The title was, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Is about the power of self-talk. And self-talk is all that stuff that you and I say to ourselves in the silence of our own minds. And it's powerful stuff because it affects our mood. It can make us happy or sad. It can become self-fulfilling prophecies when it's over and over and over again. It can convince us of something that isn't true can inspire us to do things we are nervous doing and so on. And it turns out that the value of becoming 
aware of self-talk is that you and I can then begin to see the direction in which it is leading us. In other words, notice who inside is running the show. And is it the living spirit? Oh. So reading the book all those years ago, I noticed that there was more than just one conversation going on inside of me. And I was able to identify all these different voices, and I likened it, suggested by the book, I likened it to an inner board of trustees or a committee, each with a different role, a specific role, each with a different level of maturity, and each with a different style of communication. One of them hurt by childhood experiences. One of them grieving an injustice that happened in the family. One of them <laughs> an unrealistic optimist. One of them dreadfully pessimistic. And one of them longing for connections and the other one just wanting to be alone. It was eye-opening for me to listen to and feel all of this inner activity and to accept it as part of me. And now I see it in other people. I, I see it in friends. I see it. They got lots going on in there. <laughs> Maybe you recognize this too. And sometimes, my experience, one voice can dominate the others. So here's a helpful question. Whether sitting at the Thanksgiving table or negotiating a contract for a new job, or working on an unresolved relationship issue, or trying to reconcile another piece of bad news about a mass shooting in Colorado Springs in a gay club, or trying to figure out how to lend support to the uprising of women in Iran, or deciding what to do today. To pause and ask, which inner member of my committee, of my board of trustees, is running the show? Which inner voice is taking up most of the time? Which part of me is setting the tone and the direction which voice inside of me is influencing the conversation and making the decisions? <sighs> I told a friend of mine about this amazing discovery that I had all these voices <laughs> inside of me. And she said, let's sit down and identify all of my voices. She got all excited about it. And she came up with roles for each one of them. And she said, there's the president of my board who's kind of creative, although a little bit flighty, but very confident. There's the parental protector. There's the attention seeker. And there's the fault finder. These are her names. She said, there's the optimist. And, and this was good. She said, and there's that one who wonders what it would be like to be the president and have some influence but is so busy pleasing everybody else that she never makes a decision. 
And she said, oh, and there's the treasurer. I love the way she described her treasurer. She says, the treasurer never really went to accounting school. So she bases all of her decisions on how her parents did it. (laughs) And then she said, and there's the vice president in me who just knows she could do a better chance if she only had the nerve to speak up. A better job. We had so much fun doing this. And you might find some value in playfully exploring what's going on inside there too. My friend had a realization that was very helpful to me. She said, you know, at any moment I realize as president of my board, I could step in lovingly to influence the way the meeting is going. I went, wow. Remember that meditation we started with? That's how you step in. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I know how to listen, to understand, to decide, and to speak. Now, I noted that my friend said, I can lovingly step in. She didn't say, I'm getting in there. I'm shutting down that meeting. I'm taking over. I'm going to eliminate those voices I don't like and I'm going to go with the ones that agree with me. I'm going to get rid of the troublemakers. No, she didn't say that. She said, I'm going to step in with love and I'm not going to alienate voices in me because they're part of me. I'm going to embrace all of the parts of me and welcome them into that place where love is, my heart, with as much understanding as I can. And you know, after that, I watched my friend change. It seemed to me that she started to be aware in a different way. I watched her in the middle of her conversation, pausing. It's like she's checking what's going on. Taking a breath and changing the direction of the conversation. It was a miracle. I'm so grateful that she taught me that. How to pay kind-hearted attention to who and what is talking inside of me. Is it the one who believes or is it the one who doubts everything or is it both at the same time? Is it the one that loves to predict the worst outcome or is it the one who trusts and is hopeful or is it both of them at the same time? Paying attention in this way I've noticed that not all the members of my inner committee are equally emotionally mature or confident. Some need a little hand-holding. Some need to be heard. And I've learned I don't ever want to put some part of me down, you know. Rather, I want to notice and acknowledge, oh, that part of me is nervous. I wonder why. Oh, that part of me is bossy today. I wonder why. Oh, that part really knows something. I wonder if I could listen a little more carefully and compassionately. Because that kind of compassion allows growth 
That kind of compassion with children creates confidence. That kind of compassion with pets creates a devotion. <laughs> that sort of compassion with ourselves leads us back to our heart where love is, a sense of wholeness and belonging. Holiday question for you. What part of you is running the show? Is one part looking forward to and the other part dreading? And is there an opportunity to ask whatever part is dominant, how can I support you? There's a second step. You might ask yourself playfully, what kind of president do I want to be? Do I let the inner meetings descend into chaos? <laughs> or am I willing to step in lovingly and set the tone? Am I going to let decisions be made haphazardly? Or, or am I going to bring my guiding principles, my values into play and see if I can help? Are you just going to go wherever all the voices... Like, are you going to just follow the mass of voices? Or are you going to get in there and embrace and see if you can formulate a shared vision? What you are saying to yourself matters. Why? Because there is a creative power that's flowing through you, tending to express itself in the direction of what's going on inside of you. We started with a contemplation. So I'm going to end with the same one. I'm going to invite you to step in to your own meeting and talk to yourself like this, perhaps closing your eyes. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I begin each day with a clear mind and a clear attitude of wholeness. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I live my life authentically, easily able to express my unique self. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am sincere and honest, and I find it easy and easier to communicate openly. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I know how to listen deeply and understand. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I have what it takes to be confident and secure in my decisions. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am aware of the sacredness of my entire inner life. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I have endurance 
and energy. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am open to learning and understanding. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I enjoy living and growing. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I commune with creation, I honor nature and all beings. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I am confident and secure because I am filled from within by its strength. Through the power of the living spirit within me, I make myself at home in my heart, and my heart is in the heart of creation.